Welcome into this week's edition of the Optic Sports Podcast. I'm Gabe Myers, the Optic Sports Editor. I know we haven't had a show in a couple of weeks. We've had, you know, we had some guests fall through, some stuff happened on the side, but don't worry. We got a great one this week. It is Vegas Bowl week. Very excited for it here. We have Adrian Gonzalez, the West Las Vegas head coach on the show. We have Leroy Gonzalez, the Robertson head coach on the show as well. And then me and uh, Phil Shear, the optics uh, editor-in-chief, sit down and talk about the game. We've both watched basically every game Wes and Robertson have played this year. So we feel qualified to talk about this one. An exciting one this week. I think, you know, and I say this on the show with Phil... I think Robertson's good enough to beat West. I also think West is good enough to beat Robertson. So this should be a good game. I know West hasn't gotten done gotten it done since 2008. Could this be the year that changes? We're not going to make predictions on the show. But like I said, West is good enough to beat Robertson. Robertson's good enough to beat West. It should be a really good one. We got three uh, interviews to get to today. Uh, so we'll go ahead and start off with uh, Adrian Gonzalez, the West Las Vegas head coach. Okay, on the week of the Vegas Bowl from West Las Vegas High School, here with Adrian Gonzalez. Coach, Vegas Bowl, what are the first words come to your mind when I say that? <laughs> Just rivalry intense. <laughs> that, that's it. It's a, this is a fun week for me. This is going to be my first uh, East-West football game. I'm really excited for it. You know, the two teams, y'all and Robertson, are both pretty good. Should You know, it should be an exciting contest, and it's uh, – I mean, this is this is your this is your hurdle right here. This is the uh, this is the one team you've really failed to beat since since coming over here to West. What would you know? What would a win over over those guys on the East Side mean to you? You know, we look at it as it's another win for our program. You know, it's another step in the direction where we want to we want to get to. You know, and and that's the way we always look at it. The um, so I ha- so I have an idea for you. I'm gonna throw this by Leroy as well. Um, so your main color is green. And their main color is red. And chili is a big deal here in New Mexico. Why don't you wear green and they wear red? And it's like a big thing of Christmas chili going on. I have no idea, man. That's gone back to the old, old school days. I have no idea how that came about. I, I don't know if there's any significance as to the, the color of chili, but that's just the way it's always been. The, uh, yeah, I mean, because y'all, y'all, you know, road team usually wears white. I wish it would be, you know, I wish y'all would wear green. They would wear red. They're different enough colors, so you're not going to have your quarterback thrown to them or their quarterback thrown to y'all, at least on purpose anyway. You know, interception is probably bound to happen at some point in the game. Yep. But it's, uh, you know, I, I, a little USC, UCLA type of thing there where you got the two teams wearing their home. Just my idea. I'm not a local. This is just my <laughs> personal thing is in my effort to take over all sports at all levels this is one of the things i would institute yeah i mean that wouldn't be bad i i think you actually could do it you just have to get uh uh the go-ahead from i don't know if it's either the nmaa or the schools to do that i'm, I'm not i don't think that's far-fetched but it's just you would have to get nmaa uh, either the nma it's it's permission from someone i'm not quite exactly sure how that works all right i'm, I'm gonna start a petition is what i'm gonna do we're, <laughs> we're gonna start what's that change.org we're gonna i'm gonna yeah, start a, go. i'm go. gonna start a, i'm gonna start a petition there to <laughs> to uh, get that started here do the christmas chili here in new mexico so i do want to talk about this because i talked about this with uh with a colleague of mine phil share who will also be on this episode of the podcast uh when we talk about when we preview this game um when y'all played robertson in 2019 you were also playing over there you guys don't warm up at Robertson. You came in on a bus like five minutes before kickoff. What's the uh, 
So I want to hear from you. What's the uh, what's the reasoning behind that? What's the logic? Is there a tradition there? I'm not from here, so I'm first to admit I don't know everything. Uh, so what's the tradition, the reasoning behind that? You know, it's just something that we started when we were here. Um, we like it is in our hometown, and we like to get the feel of warming up at our place. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Get that homely feel, even though it's still just right across the river. But that's that's the I guess the thing behind it. I guess I don't know. We wanted to start our our tradition, so. All right. Well, that, that, so that's the no. Uh, that no, that, there's no other reasoning okay. behind it or anything like that. Okay. No, I was curious because I was I was thinking as like a, like if I was a Robertson player mm-hmm. and we we're playing you guys and it's you know of course you see the clock and you're warming up and you're doing all this stuff and if I look over to the other side of the field and I don't see my opponent there I'm gonna be a little like weirded <laughs> out like yeah it's just something we always done I mean there's like I said there's no rhyme or reason as to why we just like to do it here and kind of give us like that home feel you know what i mean before mm-hmm. we get on the bus and head on over there yeah and then we'll, we'll start talking about the actual game now um a lot of implications here a lot of playoff seating implications you know at stake here with uh with you with you guys and robertson um but we'll start with this is the way we start most conversations about your football team with damian gallegos and he's obviously going to play a big part in whatever game plan you're cooking up in the lab this week yeah, I mean that, that it goes through him. I mean, it's no secret; everybody knows that. But um, uh, yeah, there's should be some wrinkles, and and we'll see how we adapt to it this whole week of practice. The um, you're so you're coming off a bye and unexpected bye at that with what happened with Indian School, and that's about as far as we'll go into it. There is that you know, is there an advantage disadvantage? How do you feel about that getting you know getting that week you know? That week off, basically, you didn't play a game last Friday. I mean, you could look at it, it's a glass half full or half empty type thing. I mean, Mm -hmm. you can look at it one way, like it's a positive, or you can look at it negative that you didn't play. I mean, but at the end of the day, uh, we come out injury free, Mm -hmm. you know, So and you get to rest a a couple of kids. So, I mean, that's the way Mm -hmm. I look at it, uh, the optimistic way, you know, it's I'm a glass half, uh, half full kind of guy. Yeah, so I actually think, I look at it optimistically for you guys personally because, Six days prior to prior to your scheduled game, you'd played against St. Mike's, um, and what was a very physical game. Damien, I think, touched the ball like thirty-seven times, something like that, between rushing and receiving, and just yeah. all the different things. He he had the ball in his hands a lot. He took a lot of hits in that one. So to get you know, kind of get him an extra week of rest, and what's going to be a very physical game this week, and a game where he's going to be relied upon. That's a, you know, I look at that as a positive for you guys. Could be seen as a negative because I imagine there's things offensively and defensively you wanted to work on, kinks you wanted to iron out before last game of the season, a big one, and of course before the playoffs. But getting you know getting your your key guys some a uh, little less hits on them, I think that I th- personally I think yeah. that helps y'all yeah. out. Yep, you look at it like I said, uh, it's the glasses half full. You know, you got you got to take the positive yeah. out of it. So I, I'm, I know by this point you've watched film of Robertson. Uh, sum them up for you in your own words. What do you see when you turn on the film? And they're just, they're just, uh, they've always been physical. I mean, every time we've played them, uh, that's what you know you're going to get is just the physicality part of it. You mm-hmm. know that's coming. So you gotta, you got to be able to match that for four quarters. Mm-hmm. And, if, you know, I think one thing that's different with Robertson this year, and you really see it the last two games against St. Mike's and Raton, is they're throwing the ball quite a bit. And they, they do a good job of throwing the football. They got a senior quarterback there, Matt Gonzalez. Uh, Mateo Contreras has been one of the – breakout players you know in the district just as a guy that hadn't played varsity football before and now he's really making plays and that's a with him being a really you know big good athlete and Matt being an experienced quarterback back there I imagine 
you know that present that presents problems for you guys. It is stuff that you're gonna have to solve once you once you take the field on Saturday. Well, yeah, Matthew, uh, he's a great athlete, man. I mean, he does present <coughs> problems. He he buys time back there. You know, he helps out the offensive line by uh, being able to scramble and do what he does. And mm-hmm. and of course, that's gonna pose some problems. But uh, we have to practice for it. We have to get ready for it. And hopefully, we uh, execute what we put in. Yeah. Do you see like? Because I look at it. Because this is my first year covering high school football in New Mexico, and. People have told me about Robertson. It's all oh, they're physical. They run the football. Very smash mouth team. Very like 1970s, 80s type mm-hmm. of football. And I come here this year, and they are physical. They do run the ball. They they do play pretty good defense, but they're really slinging the ball around. So I'm like, man, this is you know for me, I feel like this is very different from what I told it was like. You know, and you've you've played against them for like six or seven years now. Do you see that as well? Do you see them well, as different? I just look at it as coaching. I mean, you got to. You got to deal with the personnel you have. I mean, mm-hmm. and if they have the the luxury of being able to do that, then they're going to do that. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's that that's all comes down to coaching. That's that's mm-hmm. what it is, in, in my opinion. Yeah. No. It uh, and you know, especially at the public school level, you're not. You know, it's not college where you have a scheme that you play and you just get to yep. kind of pick guys for your scheme. You're you got to play with the hand you're dealt. Exactly. And you know, for them this year, it is a little more. It is a little more friendly towards the spread, and you've seen them kind of lean more towards that. I feel like as the year goes on, and you you know you're a spread guy yourself. You want to spread the ball around, and it's you know with you, I, I liken it almost like that Ohio. You were we're both college football guys, so you'll understand this. This might go past the audience a little bit here, but like Ohio State the year they won a national championship, and they had Cardell Jones throwing deep and Zeke Elliott power running up the middle, and I'm like, that's a perfect combination yeah, right there. I mean, everybody would love that. You know? Yeah, and you, you got that to an extent with the passing game that you guys have, and you got you know Jaden Vigil. I mentioned Mateo Contreras is a breakout player in the district. I think Jaden Vigil has been that for you guys. You know, different style than Mateo, but his ability to run the ball out of the backfield, his ability to catch the ball when he gets in the open field. I haven't really seen anybody catch him this year. Um, and he's been a breakout player for you guys this year, and he's been one of the key cogs in your offense. Yeah, I mean, he stepped up really well. Uh, he hasn't played since his freshman year, you know, because we all had that the the COVID year and stuff like that. So it took a little while to get everything going, and, and for us as coaches, it took us a while to see what kids do well in what positions. So, yeah. I mean. Yeah, I think another one also, and he, he started off the year kind of slow, but he's really started to – Kind of, he's like it's been like a slow build throughout the season. It's Josh Gonzalez, a senior, a senior receiver for you guys, a yeah. good athlete you have on the outside, and he's he's really started to step up and he, become a viable receiving option for you. Yeah, he's a very good athlete. I mean, he's also a basketball player too, so he has uh, that dual sport athletic ability, you know. And, and we're finding ways to get him the ball because he needs mm-hmm. he needs his touches as well. Yeah, I think the one thing that's really come along for you guys season has gone on is the defense. I think I thought at the beginning of the season you are making a lot of you know, rookie mistakes. You had a lot of young kids out there. So you're you're making a lot of mistakes that a young team kind of makes. But as the season has gone on, you know, Raton's a really good team. You allowed 14 points to them. St. Mike's, now the scoreboard says you allowed 13. And ultimately, that's what happened. But it was really two big plays. They didn't move the ball a ton on you. Your defense has really started to play well as the season has gone on. And so what are you excited about now? You, you're playing one of the better offensive teams in the state, just one of the better teams in the state, period, mm-hmm. and getting another opportunity for the defense to show what they can do. Yeah, I mean, well, the the scheme that uh, we've implemented the past couple of years, I mean, it's uh, a three-stack, you know, and we're able to do a lot of multiple things out of it. So it takes the kids a little bit of time to grasp uh, all the different uh, – looks that we could get into or stunts or blitzes and stuff like that and the coverages behind it but as the season goes on that's where you want uh everything to be kind of tightened up as we get into the second half of the 
of the football season. Do you think that's the biggest difference between now and week one is just the understanding of what you're trying to do? With oh, the de- kids? definitely, definitely. Like I said, even having that that whole year off, we didn't get any contact with the kids. Mm-hmm. We weren't allowed to uh, to get in the weight room. We weren't allowed. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. so that was rough. I mean, so we we were kind of expecting that coming in, but um, you know, we, we don't play for the first half of the season. Mm-hmm. You know, well, you do, but that's not our our goal. Mm-hmm. And you talked to me about that a lot this year, where even after you lost to Raton, after you lost to St. Mike's, it's hey, we still have our goals in front of us. We yeah. still, we still, ha- we still have things to accomplish. Yes, we lost, but teams lose and win, and still go on to win championships all mm-hmm. the time. So now you you come you come into this week, and this is you know, you can tell me it's just another game, and I wouldn't believe you because I know it's not just another game. Well, as we look at the schedule, it's the same game that we play. Every week, I mean, we got to prepare. No matter who you're uh, facing, uh, you can't take them lightly because, I mean, you want to get better. You want your kids to get better on all three phases of the game. So you're going to prepare just – we prepare for them as we prepare for last week, the week before, so on and so forth. Yeah. And, then, you know, this is going to be the first Vegas Bowl in a couple of years, you know, being the first time that the teams get out there. What's that going to be like, you know, taking the field and seeing, you know – Dons versus Cardinals, being the, being able to coach in that game, because I know that's a big one, you know, not just for you, but for the kids and the community and everything that goes around it, just being able to, you know, get this one kicked off and get this game that kind of brings the community together or puts it apart, however you want to see it. <laughs> but, you know, you get, every, you know, it's the one, like, I was talking to someone earlier, and he, I was going to say Ralph Adianis. I was talking to him earlier, Don, you know, his family played for like 80 years for the Dots combined. Um, but he was saying it's the only time you get to see 22 kids from Vegas on the field. And there is yeah. something special about that. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you're one community, so it's good to see all Vegas kids, you know what I mean, out yeah. there and stuff like that. So, yeah, that, that's, that's a positive of this game for sure. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's something I'm really looking forward to, and I know – your players and their players and coaches, you know, community, everyone's looking forward to. So we'll end it right here with this. Uh, what does West Las Vegas have to do to win this game? Match physicality. Right? And Match that, the physicality. And I, you know, when I've talked to Leroy, and I haven't talked to him for this yet, uh, but when I've talked to him, that's something that we got to be the most physical team on the field mm-hmm. every time. That's and, and like I told you earlier in the, in the cast, that uh, they're going to be physical. So we have to match that physicality. If not, then... <laughs> then we we're uh, dealt another loss you yeah know? all right that's west las vegas head coach adrian gonzalez he's ready for this one he's downplaying it a little bit but hasn't been able to beat robertson yet he used to coach there with leroy a a win over the cardinals would mean a lot to him there but we won't waste any time getting into the second interview we're going to go ahead and talk to robertson head coach leroy gonzalez now all right, live from the campus of Robertson High School, um, Vegas Bowl Week. I'm here with Coach Leroy Gonzalez, and Coach, we'll start right here. When I say Vegas Bowl or East versus West, how whatever you want to name it, what comes to your mind? You know, playoffs. Starting to get into the playoffs. You know, it's always uh, you know last part of the season, and and you're you're hopefully hopefully trying to tune up everything, mm-hmm. getting into getting into the playoffs. So that that's kind of what it. You know, I, I'm. I'm I'm not from Las Vegas, so so I don't I don't read into the uh, East West thing. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and uh, but you know it's uh, it's a rivalry. You know it's an in town rivalry, and, and and every school has one, and, and this is a big one. Yeah, this, <clears throat> I mean this is a huge this is a huge one this week. A lot of playoff ramifications here. If you guys win, hard to see you not getting the first round by outside shot of outside shot of the district championship as well. Should St. Mike's beat Raton and Santa Fe same time y'all are playing. If West wins that one, 
well, then craziness ensues with, right, the, right, with right. what happens after that. So a lot at stake this week. You know, a pretty big East-West game right. in this week. And, it's, you know, y'all dominated the rivalry in recent years. I think it's an 11-game 11 uh, winning streak for you, or 11 years. You know, there's been some playoff games in there as well, so I'm not sure exactly how many games. But y'all haven't lost since 2008. Um, so this is a, uh, you know, keep the, sh- keep the streak alive. Is that, you know, that kind of on the minds of everybody this week? Your well, team. You know, you know, I tell I. You know, I'm, I'm a baseball guy. Uh-huh. You know, streaks always end. You know, uh, I'm just hoping it's not at the biggest part of the year. You know, and and uh, you know, West got a good team. I mean, they're 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 good, man. They're they're not seven and two for for nothing. Yeah. You know, so uh, it's gonna be a good game. I think it's another, like I said, three three slobber knockers in a row. You know, mm. with uh, Raton and then St. Mike's and then and then West. You know, so uh, you know that my, that mentality. I think. Uh, uh, I've said it before that our district is getting us ready for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's, you know, we're going to be battle tested. All all four teams yeah. are going to be battle tested before going into going into the playoffs. Yeah, and it's a, you had mentioned about just wanting to make sure things are right, kind of tune up the machine before the playoffs start. And I thought last week was a really good example <laughs> of that coming off a of bye. You could feel kind of the saltiness with your team having to sit on that loss for a couple yeah. of weeks. That's never yeah. any fun. But the passing game for you guys. You think Robertson, it's run the ball, play defense, hard nose, kind of that 70s, 80s style of football. But this year it's, man, y'all can really throw the ball. And y'all are really, I mean, that's where your personnel is, is throwing the football. And y'all are really good at it. Yeah. I think uh, I think uh, this year we have, you know, multiple weapons on the outside. Uh, and and we, usually we don't. You know, usually everything's in the backfield that we, mm-hmm. you know, our, our studs that we have. Mm-hmm. And, and now that we, uh, you know, have some some players mm-hmm. on the outside. You know, we, we gotta, you know, whatever, you know, whatever the defense gives us, we we gotta take. Yeah, and w- one guy that broke out for you, I've been waiting for the breakout. I think last time we were on here, we talked about this player was Ken Montoya, mm-hmm. and I'd seen him in practice, and I knew what he could do with the ball in his hands, and I knew he was a good route runner, smooth athlete, and you know, and it can be productive out right. there, but it just never. You know, for one reason or another, he just never, you know, the big plays just never went his right. way. Um, and we, yeah, go ahead and take yeah. care of that. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, so. Uh, but, I mean, for one reason or another, the big plays never went his way. But last week against St. Mike's, you know, a lot of, a lot of attention, obviously, on Mateo every game. You know, Nathaniel's yeah. broken out a little bit. But Ken Montoya, 91 yards last week. He had a couple of touchdowns, a really big one for yeah, him. Yeah, you know, you know, uh, you know they play. They're playing. You know, Montel's one of our big playmakers, and and when they're they're playing somebody over the top of him, it's hard to get him the ball where mm-hmm. where we want it to. So, you know, if if, if they're going to do that, then somebody else is open. So uh, we took advantage of that last week. Uh, so, you know, I hope that we are a type of offense that you know a defense get in a situation that we can we can change and 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 and, and run it to somebody else or throw mm-hmm. it to somebody. Yeah, I think what allows you to do that is your quarterback, Matt. And he's just, uh, I mean, I, I say this about really good players. Um, I think Damian from West is like this as well, where great players mask a lot of your flaws. Like maybe you have things you don't do really well, but right. you don't see it because you got you got that stud back there. And I think right. Damian's that for West. And I think Matt is that for you guys where sometimes the protection breaks down, but he's just able to run around, scramble, keep his eyes down the field and make a play or just take off running with right. it and make a play with his legs. No, for sure, Matt. Matt is, uh, you know, our leader on this team and, and he's a, a good leader. You know, I, I think each each of my teams that, 
made long runs had had, had good leaders, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and he's one of them. You know, he's uh, um, I think he adjusts to the game. You know, whatever if he needs to run it or if he needs to throw it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he does that well. Yeah, I think early in the season you guys were playing. You know, you're playing a lot of blowouts. You're beating teams by quite a bit. So, not that Matt wasn't playing well because he was playing well in those games, but. He just wasn't asked to do a whole lot, especially right. throwing the football, because when you're winning games by that much, and you as a coach, you're not trying to embarrass anybody, so you're going to run the ball, right. keep it on the ground, and you have a freshman running back, so it's a good way to get him, you know, acquainted with, you know, varsity football and games like that, but these last two games against Raton and against St. Mike, you, I feel like you've seen just how good he can be. Yeah, you know, and we've, you know, he's been a star since a freshman, you know, and making plays as a freshman, so uh, we, we know he's one of those game breakers. You know, he's a game breaker, so is Mateo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, and it's hard when you, it's kind of like, it's kind of like the Lakers, you know, how, mm-hmm. how do you give everybody the ball? Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard, you know, and, and, and that's, that's our thing. Whatever is, is uh, you know, the defense is, is uh, giving us, I hope mm-hmm. that, you know, we can adjust and, and, and our offense can, can, can take advantage of that. Yeah. No, and I think, I know with St. Mike's last week, and they, they did have some players out, but, you know, on defense, they really had their full complement of guys, right. and you guys went up and down the field on them. I almost feel like it caught them off guard because, you know, for me, this is my first year, so this is my first year watching you guys play. But I have heard about what the identity of Robertson football is. And if you're a coach who's coaching against Robertson football for years, you're coming into the game thinking, okay, this is what Leroy Gonzalez likes to do because this is what he always does. And you do the same thing when you go against West and Adrian and right. St. Mike's and the coach they got over there and Raton, the coach they got over there. You know kind of what their game plan right. is. But I think you guys are so different this year. It's almost catching people off guard that it's like, gosh, when the heck does Robertson throw the football this yeah. much? Yeah, no, no. Uh, it was funny because I was talking to Adrian last night. I said, we might throw the ball for another 100, 200 yards. And we were just shy of that again, yeah. you know. So, like I said, when, you know, you have teams that, you know, the defenses they play, you know, uh, uh, St. Mike's is a 4-4 defense, and mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's eight guys in the box. You know, mm-hmm. that's pr- hard to run on. So, you know, you need to do different things to, mm-hmm. to you know, get those guys out, mm-hmm. you know. And, and uh, you know, Lucas did a heck of a job. He, he, uh, he did a really, really good job of, of uh, keeping them off balance. Yeah, and of course, you know, on the flip side, with your defense, you face quite the challenge in West, and there's few, if any, players in the state better than Damian Gallegos, right. the running right. back they got back there. I mean, that's got to be your priority. Is just we got to we got to we got to slow him or shut him down. Yeah, I mean that's you know when you got a quarterback that can throw like mm-hmm. CJ, and then and then a runner, you know, it makes it tough. You know, because mm-hmm. you know you you know you got to stop one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, what are you gonna do? So, so uh, you know, that's that's one of the things that's on my my uh, yeah. mind all the time is, you know, we got our game plan in and, and we're gonna <coughs> we're gonna do what what uh, you know we practice to do and, and hopefully that is something you know that that helps us get the W. Yeah, and then you you mentioned CJ and what he's able to do in the passing game. They've had a couple of receivers break out for him this year, and I think with with y'all and with Wes, there's two guys and they're both receivers who. Didn't play varsity football really before this year, but have really broken out and been highly productive players this season. For y'all, it's Mateo and everything he's been able to. But for them, it's Jaden V. Hill. Yeah. And just his, you know, he plays a little bit of running back as well. They use him almost just like a versatile, like that right. Urban Meyer H-back kind of yeah, thing he used to Jayden do at Ohio and, State. And, and Josh, Josh. Josh Gonzalez. He he's had a big second half of the season. Yeah, yeah. He caught the ball well against uh, uh, against St. Mike's. So, you know, it, it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a, a good uh 
you know, besides last year, the year before, you know, we're at a 14-7 and a, you know, 13-12 game, the tight games with East-West. So, you know, it's it's uh, it's nothing different this year than, than the previous years. It's it's going to be, they're going to come out and they're going to be fired up and we're going to come out and be fired up. And, you know, after it's zeros, you know, the clock says zero, zero, we'll see where, where everything fall, falls down yeah. at, you know. Yeah, so I thought of this by Adrian yesterday, and this is me. I'm not a local. I'm I'm a I'm a tourist in this whole thing, but y'all's main color is red. Theirs main their main color is green. Chile is a big deal yeah. here in New Mexico. Yeah. Can't we get like a Christmas chili thing going? Like y'all wearing red and they're wearing green. You know, you and Adrian are friends. Y'all talk to each other. We we can work this thing out, can't we? <laughs> this is my plea to yeah. Weston Robertson that we do not for every sport, just for football. Just yeah. for football. I think that's a good get a little USC UCLA thing going where yeah. both teams wear their main colors. Yeah, no, we're gonna wear our red. Uh, we're gonna wear our red pants. I think. I don't know. It's up to the. I let the seniors decide what they wear. Yeah. And uh, you know, I, I don't know. You know that the that we haven't gone black black. I don't think uh, maybe for homecoming, but uh, but I don't know. You know, we uh, we've been we've been having a little luck with the with the with the red tops and the, the black pants. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't I don't know. That's that's up to them. Uh, seniors decide what they wear and and uh, let them. Uh, let them go with that. That's, yeah, that, that's my plea, is that we get uh, a, a big Christmas chili thing going. Uh, no, uh, this is, you know, it is a special game. I was talking to someone, a former West player, Ralph Adeyamis, yesterday, and he had said uh, one of the things he loves about this game, and, you know, I'm not from here, so I don't always think about it this way, but he's absolutely right in this, is it's the only time you get 22 players from Vegas on the field in a high school football game. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's, like, just really cool for the community here. to right. get You get to see that where it, it is – it is an all. It is the Vegas Bowl. You know, right. it it is all that. You know, it's the only time you get to you get to see that. You know, yeah. you can. It brings the community together at least to one place. It divides them right down the middle, but it right. does bring the community together. Right. And it's you know, it's a. It's my first time doing it. And I'm really you know, there's a lot of, a lot of excitement in the town for it, and I'm I'm really excited for it. I ordered my Vegas Bowl shirt this week, <laughs> so I'll be repping that on the sidelines and. It's going to be, you know, I'm really looking forward to seeing it, especially with how good that you and West are. Yeah. No, 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 for sure. You know, it's, uh, like I said a couple of years ago, they, you know, we were both in semifinals and, and, and you know, they, they lost a close game to Dexter and, and uh, you know, we happened to beat Hope and, you know, we, we made it to the championship. And, and, but, but, but for a, a, a East-West state championship would be, mm-hmm. would be, awesome for 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 las vegas because you know i've been in vegas here for 30 years Mm -hmm. and uh it seems like uh the state always shuns us you know vegas Mm -hmm. all the time and you know we'll 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 see what the we'll see what the uh you know what the seedings comes out and and i can almost tell you right now it's going to be us and west in the second round you know i can i can just bet you that just because you know you know not as they're going to take a gamble of us being in the semifinals but you know, I just, you know, it always works out like that. Yeah. I've been, I've been, I've been here for a long time, and it's been like that for, I think, two playoffs. We did that. Yeah, you know? yeah we were, you know, two of us. We were playing psychology <clears throat> yesterday. With yeah, yeah. How we think it's gonna work out? Okay, if this result happens, it does this. If this yeah. happens, it does this. And basically, what we came down to is if y'all win on Saturday, y'all are gonna be the three, and West is likely gonna be the six, right. and we're setting up for that second round matchup once yeah. again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. You know, it's it's a it's a chess match. You know, you, you know we're gonna we're gonna lay it all on, on the table on Saturday and, and, and 
figure out what we can do the, the mm. next time, you know. But mm. but uh, it, it's all about this week, mm. you know. That's what we're thinking about right now, and and uh, we're like I said, you know, it's a it's a big bracket, so we just want to get in, you know, and and yeah, we've got in at a, at a nine seed and want to stay championship in the yeah. nine seed, so you know, we just want to get in. We just want to get in, whatever, you know, it's zero zero after you know after after yeah. the Saturday. All right, so go, you go into Saturday now. This is Tuesday as we're recording this. You go into Saturday now. You've watched the film. You're starting your preparation for it. What's the uh, what does Robertson have to do to beat West on Saturday? You know, I think if we play our game, you know what I mean, and without without giving any tips out, but right. I, I think if we no, uh, what what specific game plans are you going to use <laughs> offensively and defensively? I'm yeah. sure Adrian would love to hear it. <laughs> no, you know, I think I think uh, a big thing is emotions. Uh, I, I worked under a great coach uh, at Highlands that, you know, baseball guy, Steve Jones, that always said, yeah, you, you can't be too hyped. You know, you can't be too hyped going in there because if you're too hyped, then you have that lull. If you can just, you know, keep that even keel, uh, I think that helps. And, and that's huge for these games like this. Mm-hmm. You know, look at the UTOU game. Mm-hmm. You know, Texas was hyped and they got that big lead and then kind of got into a little, you know, downer and then here comes Oklahoma and, mm-hmm. and, and finishes off. So, you know, I think uh, <clears throat> keeping our kids focused, I think, is is our, our key to to uh, playing our best football. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's all we got for you today, Coach. We'll let you get – when I came in here, he was drawing up plays of what his <laughs> defense is going to prepare for. So uh, we'll let you get back to it, Coach. I appreciate the time. We're really looking forward to Saturday. All right, man. Thanks. All right, that was Robertson head coach Leroy Gonzalez looking to extend the winning streak over West Las Vegas this week. Now we'll get into the conversation with my colleague Phil Shear, where we really go and break down the game, talk about what we think is going to happen. We don't make predictions, but what does West need to do to win? What does Robertson need to do to win? And everything in between, here we are with Optic Editor-in-Chief Phil Shear. All right, and live here from our super secret location here in Las Vegas, I'm here with the Optic Editor-in-Chief, Phil Shearer, to break down this week's Vegas Bowl. We're super excited about it, a lot of implications. Phil, you didn't have a choice, so thanks for being back on the show. Absolutely, Gabe. Glad to uh, be dragged into this at any point. <laughs> yep. I, uh, for uh, So just to bring you all behind the mic a little bit here, I, I tell Phil when he's coming on, he doesn't really have an option in this. No, there, there is uh, no options, Gabe. It is, uh, he brings a microphone, shoves it in my face, hits record, and then I'm, I know I'm on the air. Yep, and, that, and that's how we do it. And anything Phil says can and will be used against him it always on, the, is. on this podcast. <laughs> so with that being said, We can go forward now. Big one this week, the Vegas Bowl. Two really good teams in West and Robertson. Um, I mean, let's start here. You you look at this game. What what do you think is the key to it? I think the key is can West Las Vegas' offense overcome an incredibly tough Robertson defense. I mean, all the games in the recent past between these two schools have been defensive battles and Robertson has come out on top with just enough offense and their defense is just as good this year as it's been any of the previous years and we know that West has struggled against some really good defenses this season so I think that'll be the biggest key here. Yeah I actually think this is going to be more of an offensive game personally because I've seen watching Robertson this year I go back to Raton game and Robertson moved the ball up and down the field against Raton. They went up and down the field at will. Yeah. Um, and Robertson had a tough time stopping them offensively. 
Uh, even, and, you know, you can't really put much in a St. Mike's game last week because St. Mike's did not have their quarterback. I thought Robertson's defense would play well. I didn't expect them to put up 44 points. They did against the team. You know, St. Mike's was missing guys, but they weren't missing guys on defense. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, that I think West can have their hands full with Robertson's offense, and they're going to need to find a way to uh, find a way to keep pace in that one because Robertson, I think, Robertson, they're known for run the football, play defense type mm-hmm. of thing, but that's not the case this year. They can really throw the football. Yeah, no, and I, uh, I was down on the sidelines for the Robertson and St. Mike's game last week, and I was talking to uh, James Barone from the New Mexican, and he was telling me that this is the most explosive Robertson offense he's seen in a long time, just because, uh, you know, they have the ability to throw the ball downfield. They have some big play potential in them. And he said in the past you'd see Robertson teams that were lucky if they could score 21 points in a game and they just relied on defense. And that's really just not as much the case this year because they they have some playmakers. Yeah, I think with Robertson it's can you hold them tw- under 21 points and a half. Not, yeah. not are they going to be lucky to get 21 points. Yeah. You know, I talked to Leroy Gonzalez earlier today just about an hour ago and as we were talking, he said this is one of the first times he's had multiple receiving weapons on the outside. You know, Mateo Contreras being the first guy that comes to mind. Ken Montoya had a big game against St. Mike's. Nathaniel Gonzalez is really stepping up. They started to use Isaiah Estrada as a receiver coming into the year. I thought Isaiah Estrada was going to be their feature running back. Yeah. Jesse James Gonzalez kind of took over that role, but Isaiah is a really good athlete. They put him on the outside, and he's effective there. They just they have a lot of options, so... And you know they decide, okay, we're gonna we're gonna throw the football this year. Yeah, and you know it's a good uh, it's a good place to be if you can if you can do it. it. I think it's good for this team that they've had to relook at their playbook this year, be based on the weapons they have. Like Leroy's opened it up more this year than any time I've seen him before. So yeah, I think we're seeing it so late in the year, and I think some of that is because you go back four, five, six weeks ago. Robertson's playing a lot of teams that they were just beating handily. Yeah. And Leroy's not a coach that's really going to be go and run up the score on people purposely. Yeah. So while they had Matt Gonzalez, who's a really good quarterback, and all these weapons were on the team and were capable of playing well, he wasn't going to run up the score on teams like you know Santa Rosa or Tucumcari or Española Valley. But now we see them in district play and stuff for competition, and we're seeing them open up the playbook a little bit more. Yeah. And it's. I think it's giving teams problems, especially this late in the year, because they didn't see it yeah, weeks one through seven. That's the that's the good thing, right, is that they were capable of beating all of their non-district opponents without having to go to these extra wrinkles. So when they got to district play, teams didn't have film on a lot of these plays that they're pulling out now. And, you know, that's a good place to be if you're a high school football team. If you can keep some stuff uh, hidden until it really matters, that's what you want to do. Yeah, and then you know we flip over to the other side with Wes, and they're a team who is known more for throwing the ball, and that's the case. And that's the case this year. While Damian Gallegos is their best player, their feature player, they have a more than capable quarterback in CJ Padilla. Jaden Vigil is one of the best. He's you know I say both these teams had a breakout player. For mm-hmm. Robertson, has been Mateo Contreras. For West Las Vegas, it's been Jaden Vigil. Mm-hmm. He has been an absolute stud this year. Josh Gonzalez has really come on in the second half of the season as another receiver. So West has options in the passing game, and Robertson's going to be tough to run the ball on. That's just – and 
you know, I have no knowledge of either team's game plan, right. but I can take an educated guess yeah. in saying that Robertson is going to crowd the box and make someone besides Damian Gallegos beat them. And I think that's going to give an opportunity for C.J. Padilla, for Josh Gonzalez, for Jaden Hill to make some plays in the passing game. Yeah, I mean, that's that's been the thing all year, right? Is That's been the question with West, is can someone besides besides Damian make a big impact and win them a game? And, you know, they've struggled against some good defenses this season. And CJ, you know, he has he's had his moments, but he's also had moments where he hasn't been able to make those throws down the field that would open up the things for yeah. Damian. And so it's going to be crucial for him during this last week of the regular season to be able to make some of those throws yeah. that will make Robertson's defense back off yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I think, you know, the Raton, when you talk about that, the Raton games, what comes to mind, I know St. Mike's, they lost that game, but I actually moved the ball pretty well. I viewed that as Westmore shooting themselves in the foot with the yeah. penalties because they'd move the ball down the field, get inside the 30 or 40 yard line, and then commit a holding penalty, get in the first yeah. and 20. And while St. West was moving the ball, when you're in first and 20, there's not a ton you can really do without getting a big gain there. Yeah. And St. Mark's doing a good job of keeping the big plays away from West, so I think that's something Robertson's going to try to duplicate, where if West is hitting the big plays, you're kind of screwed. Yeah. There's not a whole lot you're going to be able to do. But if you can keep them going down the field four or five yards at a time, you increase the possibility of just them making a mistake along mm-hmm. the way, or you give yourself an opportunity as a defense to create a turnover. And I think Wes is going to do a similar thing with Robertson. Robertson's a little more well-equipped to go down the field four or five yards at a time. Yeah. But we're seeing they're comfortable making the big plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they go down the field with Mateo and, and Ken and Nathaniel Gonzalez. Matt's a really good runner out there. It's going to be about limiting the big plays for me. I think that's going to decide yeah. this game. Whoever can keep, you know... There's going to be points scored in this game. Can you keep them from the 60-yard touchdown? Yeah. Can Can you keep Mateo from beating you over the top? Can you keep yeah. Damian Gallegos from breaking into the second level and running away from your entire defense? Yeah. I think that's what decides this game ultimately. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, we saw St. Mike's couldn't limit the big play potential from Robertson at all. I mean, they were going up and down the field at will in that first half. Um and we've seen West have plenty of games this year where Damian's had no problem getting through the defense. But, you know, these players are very familiar with each other, all of them, and they know what they like to do. And I think uh, it's going to be a tight battle, I think, just because both coaches and all the players know exactly what the other team wants to do. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing here. And I think now, you know, Robertson's put two games on film with them throwing the football Adrian is very aware of the challenges they present They present in the passing game, and they're going to do what they can to be ready for it. I don't think Robertson's catching people off guard with that anymore. Yeah, I'm not sure how much of a difference that makes because I think the one thing with Robertson, well, there's two things. Number one is Matt Gonzalez, really good quarterback. Yeah, And he, I don't think this line is as good as offensive lines Robertson has had in the past. But Matt's such an elusive runner. Yeah. He can make plays with his legs. He can buy time back there and make throws on the run and make plays off the script that will they're just going to be a complete headache for a defense. And the second thing is, Mateo Contreras is not an athlete you see yeah. in northern New Mexico very often. Yeah, He's just not an athlete, especially at the 3A level. You don't see a whole lot of guys like him. And so I don't, I'm not going to say that Wes doesn't have anyone to match up with him because I don't think anybody 
has someone that can really match up with him. You were on a sideline, and I was up in the box, and they played St. Mike's, and he just, you know, familiar with it, mossing somebody. Mm-hmm. He just completely mossed somebody. Just 50-50 ball in the air. Nope, that's a 90-10 ball. Yeah. Mateo was just coming down with it. Yeah, I mean, it's defensive backs at this level are just not equipped to <laughs> challenge him for a lot of those balls. And, you know, I, I think West has a lot of capable defenders. I think they have a lot of capable defensive backs. But you got to have somebody extraordinary back there to be able to compete with his athletic ability. Yeah, there just aren't a lot of six foot two guys with his vertical jump and just his ability to run as well. Because I think that's what catches people off guard is okay, they see a big, tall, long guy. Yeah. Okay, they're going to throw him the jump ball. And Raton, as a guy like that on the outside, you know, that's actually about six foot six, uh, is like, okay, you'll throw the jump ball to him. What makes Mateo special is once he gets the ball in his hands, he's actually really dangerous with it. He's stronger than you think. He's yeah. hard to tackle. He he's faster than you think, and he's running away from guys. And that and then on the flip side of it for West, you do have Jaden Vihill, who's almost the opposite. You know, probably about five nine, five ten, but just a laser once he gets the ball. I mean, it look when he gets the ball in the open field, it's like he shot out of a cannon. I mean, it's just straight up. It's just straight north south. He is not. He, when he gets the ball in his hands, he's not messing around with it. He's getting up the field. Yeah, and you know he's a huge weapon that honestly West could utilize even more than they do. I mean they could they could make him an even bigger part of the game plan. And you know I think that you know he's going to have an opportunity to make plays because teams are going to be committed to stopping Damian Gallegos at all costs. They don't want him to be the one to break, to beat them. I think that Leroy Gonzalez would be okay giving up a couple more opportunities to Jaden if it means that that uh, Damien's not running for 80-yard touchdowns. <laughs> right. No, I think, I think Jaden will get those opportunities. I, again, no knowledge of the game plan. Yeah. I don't know what either coach is concocting here. Not that they'd tell me anyway. Yeah. But this is uh, – I, I have a feeling that Jaden's going to be a really big part of the game plan. We're going to see him used in – multiple roles and we've seen that a little bit this year he's lined up in the backfield mm-hmm. he's done different things i have a feeling Jaden's going to play a big role in the outcome of this game that's my gut feeling here but i'm i mean i'm just really excited for it i it all year it's kind of been is this the year for west is this the year for west they haven't got yeah. it done since 2008 um and this, you know, this is probably as close as the teams have been. You know, 2019 was another one, but it was a lot of blowouts for a long time. I just yeah. got done doing, you know, updating the graphic for what's gone on in East-West over the last decade, and it's been a lot of blowouts. And one thing I could say going into Saturday is I do not see a blowout on the horizon here. I think this is going to be a very competitive game, yeah. especially with how well these two teams, this two group of players, two groups of coaches know each other. Yeah, I mean, I... You know, I was here for the 2019 Vegas Bowl, and that was an incredibly close game both times they played that year just because the defenses were so strong on both sides. This one's different in that I think the offenses on both sides are better than they've been in recent years, and that could lead to you know potentially more, more scoring, and I think it puts more pressure on the defenses to be able to make the stops all game. So, you know, I think this is... You know, has potential to be yeah. as as competitive as that 2019 both yeah. games. Yeah. So and it, so I talk and both my uh, interviews with the coaches this week. What uh, how I ended the interview was: What does Wes have to do to win to Adrian? What does Robertson have to do to have to do to win to Leroy? Adrian said match the physicality. Robertson's known for being physical. 
Leroy said he just thinks they have to play their style of ball, not get, not let the emotions overwhelm them here because it, you know, it is a big rivalry game and mm-hmm. emotions are going to be flying. I'm gonna add one for both teams here. I'm gonna start with West. Special teams has not been their friend this year. Yeah. In any regard, they cannot allow big plays in special teams. I'm not saying they have to win the special teams right. battle. They can't lose it though. They can't, they can't lose a special teams battle because Robertson is too good of a team. If you do allow a kick return for a touchdown, mm-hmm. if you do allow a punt return for a touchdown, if you get a punt blocked or something like that, I think Robertson's too good for West to overcome that. We saw that with St. Mike's. Yeah. I thought West was a significantly better team against St. Mike's, but they couldn't make an extra point. They couldn't convert a two-point conversion, and they allowed a punt return for a touchdown. West was a better team, but they weren't good enough to overcome that aspect of it. I think yeah. actually special teams that we say, you know, special teams, everyone likes to say, oh, like it's like the, not the hot take, but like the, the sound smart people say like, oh, special teams, they got to win that. Yeah. But for West, that's been their bugaboo this year. I don't think they can beat over beat Robertson if they have to overcome yeah. a special team's big play. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you could say that on the other side too, that Robertson has struggled on, with, especially in the kicking game, this year, I mean, that played a direct factor in them losing the Raton game. Right. I mean, they, you know, missed an extra point that sets them up where they have to complete a two-point conversion at mm-hmm. the end of the game, and they can't complete that. Mm-hmm. You know, and even last week against St. Mike's, what, they missed two extra points, I believe. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah, but for Robertson, it's I think they can overcome missed extra points. Both yeah. teams are going to deal with that, too. I wouldn't be surprised if we just see both teams start going for two every time yeah. in this one, given what they know what they're up against with the other offense. But Robertson hasn't allowed the kick return touchdowns. Yeah. They haven't allowed in kick and punt coverage the big plays. Yeah. And that's where West has allowed the big plays. And I, I do think West is good enough to beat Robertson. I, yeah. I do think West is capable of beating Robertson. I don't think they're capable of beating them if they allow that big play. Yeah, I mean, and, spe- I, mean I go back to uh, the game against Los Alamos for West where the only thing that kept Los Alamos in that game was three consecutive kickoff return touchdowns. Right. And that's and then against St. Mike's, the punt return is really what cost them. Mm-hmm. If they don't allow that punt return touchdown, I wholeheartedly believe West wins that game. And we're talking about, you know, winner of this game gets a first round bye, which yeah. it still might be the case with the way things work. We'll see how things kind of work out this uh, yeah this weekend. But that actually might be the case going forward. Here's what I'll say for Robertson: even last week against uh, against St. Mike's. They allowed some big plays in the passing game. And they allowed some opportunities for big plays in the passing game that St. Mike's just didn't convert on. Mm-hmm. I think Robertson's a little vulnerable there. Or I think a lot of people aren't used to hearing Robertson being vulnerable on defense. Yeah, I think Robertson's vulnerable deep down the field in the passing game. I think they're good at covering the short stuff. They got Ace Gonzalez, uh, Leroy Sun playing linebacker, and he's a tackling machine. He's one of the leading tacklers in the state. He does a really good job of cleaning up everything in the middle, pursuing the ball in the run game. He does a great job. If you can go deep down the field, I think Robertson has some vulnerability there. Mm-hmm. And Robertson can't allow West to hit those plays down the field because C.J. Padilla, we have seen him make plays down the field this year. Mm-hmm. He is very capable. Even against St. Mike's, he had a couple of 20-yard throws. They just couldn't get any run after the catch going. Yeah, I do believe Robertson is vulnerable deep down the field. And with Josh Gonzalez and Jaden Hill, West is capable of taking advantage of that. Yeah, I mean... 
even you know in the St. Mike's game for Robertson last week, there was at least two plays where they had wide open throws down the field, thirty yards, and it, the quarterback just couldn't connect on it. And they had a backup quarterback in there, yeah. not their normal guy. Yeah. So you know they hit those plays, and maybe the score looks a lot different for that Robertson yeah. St. Mike's game. Yeah. Also, underrated thing. Remember when Robertson played Ratone? Raton was able to run the ball on them for about five yards a pop. Now they didn't. Caden Walton didn't hit a lot of big plays, but he was able to fall forward. He was able yeah. to pick up positive yardage. Let's see if Damian Gallegos can, to an extent, to an extent, replicate that game plan. He's a little bit more of a home run hitter than Caden right. Walton that's, is. That's the thing with Damian is I think sometimes we'd like to see him just take the five yards. Right there's sometimes where he b- bounces around in the backfield trying to break a twenty yard run where the four-yard run's available to him. And I think that for the offense to have consistency, he he needs this weekend he needs to just take the yards that are there. Yeah, if you can get the second and six instead of second and ten, that will be huge there. So, you know, you can do a lot You can do a lot more things. I think it's possible for Wes to replicate that game plan. Um, and I think Wes has a better passing game than mm-hmm. Raton as well, especially if CJ is playing well. Yeah. So, I think we've talked about this game quite a bit. I talked to Adrian and Leroy this week as well. We're really excited for it. We'll be there. A lot of sports going on in town this weekend. we got to get some of this stuff moved like to Friday or something. Know, because we got man. district cross-country meets here. Uh, Robertson will be hosting. We have a, a women's soccer playoff game. Robertson's going to be playing Bullskate, the new field on Cinder Road. Robertson beat them 3-1 in the season, so expect another competitive game in that one. Then, of course, the Vegas Bowl at noon. Highlands is playing at noon, looking for their third win in a row. A lot of stuff going on Saturday. And, of course, my Astros play game four of the World Series. How can I get out of this podcast without mentioning my Houston Astros in the World Series? <laughs> I simply will not allow it to happen. Yeah, here's the, this, It's a problem for our, for our work environment here, Gabe, that you know you got all these sports on Saturday. And I have to contend with the World Series game. I mean, I don't don't know, man. Yeah, no, a lot going on on Saturday, but we're really excited about it. We hope to see you at the Vegas Bowl. I know there's going to be a lot of people there. I know the town's really excited about it. Everyone asks me, who do you think is going to win? Who do you think is going to win? We will not do predictions on this show because we have to interact with everybody from Weston Robertson Mm -hmm. uh, on a daily basis, and we will get accused of various things if we do that. Yes, just like, you know, just like in elections, we... The Las Vegas Optic never endorses any candidates, and we are certainly not going to endorse or predict any outcome for a game like this. <laughs> so there you go. There you have it. Thank you for joining us on the show. Phil, thank you for coming on. You didn't have much of a choice, but always great to have you on. Absolutely. We'll see you. All right, well, that will just about do it for this week's episode of the Optic Sports Podcast, the Vegas Bowl. It's my first one that I'm covering, my first football game between two schools that I'm covering. So I'm really excited for it. I think we got two really good teams here, two teams that are capable of making a run in the state playoffs, maybe even lifting up the blue trophy. Uh, and we get to see them play here on Saturday afternoon. So I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, thanks for tuning in. If you like the show, like and subscribe. Hit the, uh, hit the five-star button. Helps us out quite a bit. Uh, But we thank you all for tuning in and enjoy the Vegas Bowl this Saturday. We believe it's going to be a really good one.